A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. And he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those in authority over them are called youngest, and the leader as one who serves. For who is the greatest, one who reclines at table or one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at table? But I am among you as the one who serves." You are those who have stayed with me in my trials, and I assign to you, as my Father assigned to me, a kingdom, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. God in heaven, we thank you that you are with us. You are everywhere present, filling all things. You are gracious and kind. You are beyond our understanding and our imagination, and you pour into us your very life. God, awaken us from our sleep. Help us remember how good and how great you are, especially on this particular day. We pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Welcome, everyone. It's a happy occasion to be here. Now, I want to tell you something special about today. Today is the day before St. Bartholomew's Day. So we would normally be having our St. Bart's Day party right around this time of the year. We usually move it to after Labor Day for convenience and whatnot. But tonight, we celebrate St. Bart's Day. You heard the collect that Chris prayed. You heard the lessons that Ben read. You heard the gospel. And so it gives us pause for a second, doesn't it? Because this is not a normal St. Bart's Day. Normally, there'd be a long table outside. There'd be lights strung from the trees. There'd be a band warming up, sharpening their drumsticks and cracking their proverbial jazz-playing knuckles. But we don't have that. There'd be food on the way and bouncy houses and faces ready to be painted. In fact, you'd be more excited to go, to get over with church so you could go outside and be part of the party to see your friends, your neighbors, to hang out with those that you brought. But St. Bart's Day this year is very different and it makes us sad. An old tree rooted and established, we were seeing God do those things in us. So even though what we do, our behavior changes because of COVID, doesn't change who we are. So our behavior changes, but the core of our identity, our being, doesn't change. So let's just remember briefly who we are. We are a church in East Dallas, an Anglican church, a three-stream Anglican church in East Dallas, who connects the people of East, and, you know, so to speak, to take off the mask. You know, tongue-in-cheek course, but you can't see my tongue in cheek because your face is covered. Authenticity. We value hospitality. In fact, that's our, that's kind of our operative way of doing mission. We value wholeness and healing, mystery in party, but we still participate today in a feast, in the feast of the lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. And yet somehow we participate in that eschatological feast tonight. It's a beautiful thing. And that's what grieves us so about having to have church online is we're, I was talking to a parishioner I haven't seen since March 8th probably. And we were rejoicing that we get to see each other even though we've texted and called and emailed and all that stuff. But to see each other in the flesh is a beautiful thing. And so tonight we celebrate our patron saint, St. Bartholomew, who was an apostle And we see the lessons real clearly, don't we? That the apostles are perfect gentlemen, always doing the right thing. No. 
If you're not familiar with the book of Luke, uh, you can look at page six in your bulletin or just open your Bible or your phone. Jesus has just instituted the Eucharist. He has just told them how the apostles and thus those who come after them, that thousand generations that we just sang about, how they're going to remember Jesus, how they're going to celebrate his presence among them, even after he's ascended into heaven to the Father's right hand. And so these, these are sober times in the life of Jesus. He's about to give himself over to the cross to be crucified. And yet, verse 24 says, a dispute also arose among the disciples as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. I know you would never do such a thing. Bring it such an impertinent subject at such a sober time. That's kind of, I feel like that's kind of my role. <laughs> Definitely my role in my family I grew up in, but my role in life sometimes. But we see the apostles are, so Jesus hears, he sees their imperfection. And what does he do? He shows them a better way. Verse 25, he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them. And those that authority over them are called benefactors. But listen, not so with you. You're behaving as people who don't know me, my dear apostles, Bartholomew being among their number, but not so with you. He shows them a better way. Rather, let the greatest among you become as the youngest and the leader as one who serves. For who is the greater, one who reclines at table or one who serves? And now Jesus, the apostles are imperfect, but she, Jesus shows them a better way. Secondly, and it's important to look at the apostles, just sidebar, that's specifically in my notes. All of this is based on this idea of the communion of saints. We say it in the Apostles' Creed, it's understood in the theology and the words of the Nicene Creed, which we say every week, and that's God's church isn't just us here or us and them. It's all of Christ's people, all whose name are written in the Lamb's book of life throughout time. And so we have mystic sweet communion, as the great hymn says, with those whose rest is one, with those who are already with Christ and so St. Bartholomew is not just a guy in the past. We may see his icon. We see his beautifully stylized icon in our logo or somebody that a beautiful island is named after or a really great church in East Dallas is named after. He, he's a living man alive in the presence of Christ and I would dare say more alive than we are right now. So he's not an abstracted figure. He's a living being. He's an imperfect being who has seen the better way. Moreover, the apostles are our fathers because they're the inheritors of Christ's kingdom. Jesus proclaims in verses 28 through 30, just as the father gave me a kingdom, I, apostles, am giving that kingdom to you. Stop and think about that for a moment. Notice the, the related nature, it's, it's handed over to the apostles. Jesus said, if we were following the lectionary, Jesus, we would read this gospel. Jesus says, Peter, you're the rock. And on this rock, as he addresses all the apostles, I'm going to build my church. St. Paul would write in Ephesians 2 that the apostles, along with the apostles, are not 
this abstract theological idea, they're real imperfect human beings who have seen a better way, who have received from Christ a kingdom, and as St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4, they are, they are, West Texas coming out, our fathers. Now, St. Paul's speaking specifically to the church at Corinth. Hey, I've begotten you through the preaching of the gospel. But it's important that we think of St. Bartholomew, St. Paul, St. Peter, St. John, all the apostles as our fathers because they're the beginning of this faith for us. I love those lines in 1 Corinthians 4, 14 through 16. I don't write these things to shame you, Corinthians. He's being very sarcastic using this rhetorical device with them. And so he, he, he brings that, after that bitter pill, he brings this gentleness. I don't write these things to make you ashamed, but to admonish you as my beloved children. You've had countless guides in Christ. Insert your favorite thing for what a guide in Christ would be. But you do not have many fathers. But I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I urge you then, imitate me. Christ's kingdom and just as we inherit and receive the benefits of Christ's kingdom, we're co-heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, St. Paul would write, so too with the apostles, especially St. Bartholomew. It is important for us to see him as a father for us, as one who pioneered, as one who went east on mission, as one who expressed that authenticity in his interactions with our Lord Jesus Christ, as one who loved our Lord Christ and preached the gospel to all those around him. It is important for us to imitate him. It is important to, to us to remember that we have fellowship with him, not just in the idea world, but we are connected to him because of Christ Jesus our Lord. So how... Does that shape our behavior? We recognize that COVID changes the things that we can do and cannot do, but it doesn't change who we are. So how does the reality of who the apostles are, and especially St. Bartholomew, how does that change our behavior and our thoughts? Well, let's go back to the words of Christ in Luke 22, verses 26 and 27. He says this, But not so with you. Think about what's happening all around us. And I talked about this last week. Fear, terror, people shaming each other, people hating each other, great deep divisions. And Jesus would say, inheritors of the apostles, children of God, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ and inheritors of what the apostles have handed down, not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become as the youngest and the leader as the one who serves. How is God calling us, St. Bart's, to serve right now in a precarious time? Some of us are about to step back into the classroom as students, as teachers. The Lord bless you. Some of us are about to step into difficult situations that we have no control over. But we don't take the posture of the world around us. We take the posture of those who hear from Christ 
and who serve. May we do so in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.